Hello, and welcome to Pop Culture Hangfire with Christian and Gabriel. The podcast where we spend each episode recapping what Gabe missed while he was being homeschooled and sheltered from the outside world, where we try to catch him up on what he missed on those formative years. Today, we have a guest joining us. plays D&D, is probably more famous than any of us in Romania and Bulgaria, once rolled a car and came out unharmed, the only person I know that says y'all professionally. Fine listeners, please welcome our number one fan, Kat. The crowd goes wild. Hello, Kat. Hi, y'all. <laughs> Perfect. Already. Just like we rehearsed it. <laughs> <laughs> do what I can. Woo. Okay, so obviously you're familiar with the premise of the show. So before we get started, though, Kat, why don't you uh, fill us in on what your formative years were like uh, growing up? All right, so from a small town, Texas, I had 17 in my whole grade, so not a lot going on there. And played all the sports because you had to. I mean, I was good, but also you had to. Um, so I did a lot of time sporting during formative years. That's softball, volleyball, basketball, track. I was done with gymnastics at that time. I, I threw in some bowling there for a little bit. So that's, that's what I did. That was pretty much all I did. I did school stuff and then I was boring. Yeah, I was a boring person. That doesn't sound boring. That doesn't sound boring. It sounds like exhausting just listening to you doing all those things, actually. <laughs> I'm going to take was. a nap. It was. Are you super hyped yeah. about Navarro College and uh, the uh, Cheer television show? So I never, sorry, y'all. I never really liked cheerleading. You, <laughs> so didn't, you didn't appreciate good for them. You didn't appreciate all these people cheering awesome. for you. Well, you played all these hundreds of. Sports. Oh, we didn't get cheerleaders. They cheered the boys on. That's how sports work. Ah, uh, Texas. Ah, you know? uh, Texas. Yeah. yeah, and remember, we we're a small town, so it was small team. So the what you see on Navarro College wasn't necessarily what our cheerleaders looked like. Ah, okay. All right. Mm. So thank you for joining us. As I said, the year is 2000. Tiger Woods becomes the youngest player to win a Grand Slam in golf. Boost Mobile is uh, founded. <laughs> a gallon of gas cost two. Uh, I'm sorry, one dollar and twenty six cents, and. Consumers bought 943 million CDs. So, Kat, what are you up to in your life in the year 2000? I have to math. I don't know how old I am at that time. Okay. Um, there, I, um, I, I remember that there was, a, there was a big party, 1999 to 2000, the whole Y2K thing, right? That did happen. I remember... I remember that because my mom was a banker and she was flipping out. She so, thought all the money was just gonna like. This is fantastic. Um, oh, we should have. Yeah. We, we should have you for 1999 then, not for 2000 because at this point, <laughs> sorry, remember 2000, sorry. all that happened already. We keep saying this every oh, episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, yo. I just remember that there was a New Year's Eve party at this dance hall in the middle of nowhere, Texas, and I got to drink sparkling cider and like the kids were excited about it, but all the adults were freaking out and it was a. Uh, Memorable, I guess, in that sense. But I was it goes well with see. my drums of water. 
400 oh, drums of water, if I recall. <laughs> That's how much water Gabe's family had ready for Y2K. Well, hang on. How much do you think? How much does one of those drums hold? I was like 50 gallons, right? I was giving you 100, but I don't know. Like, I've never been able to, like... No, 50 gallons. They were bigger than that. They might have been 100 gallons. We might have had 400 gallons of water. It was four drums. So, Kat, have you I done was the math? 12. Okay. Yeah, 12. So, tell me about what is going on in, in Kat's life when she's 12. What sports? I was, what, sixth grade? Sixth grade. Six, yeah, so seven. sixth grade, I'm in, um, um, what is it called? ASA. Um, it's a softball league that you play year-round. So, pretty much every weekend, I'm playing softball. Probably that year I played in Colorado and Florida in addition to all the other stuff. That age, I was a uh, shortstop. <laughs> um, so I was, I was doing a lot of sports. What else happened at sixth grade? At sixth grade, I was um, actually at a different school, but a different small town, Texas. So Round Top, Texas, famous for the antique festival and a lot of old junk around. But there was only 77 people in that town versus the other town, which had 300. What else was going on? That was really it. I, I literally played sports all the time. Parents so, took me to church most Sundays, so I did so, church stuff. Uh, with everything going on, how much television, how much radio, like what's what's that pop culture life for you? I, I used to have Sci-Fi Fridays with my dad back in the days of like Farscape when Sci-Fi wasn't Siffy. You know, it was actually Sci-Fi in the little logo. Okay. Um, so I watched Sci-Fi with my dad on Friday. I'm just circling back. I wasn't very cool. Um, I think that's cool. But if he didn't Jay. call it Sci Fridays, it was an entirely wasted opportunity. He missed a really great opportunity for Sci Fridays. Yeah, but Fridays. the alliteration is more fun. Sci Fi Friday? I don't know. So we would usually have something grilled, a big piece of meat, stereotypical Texan dad with beverages and, and Farscape and stuff. I didn't really go to the movies much because I was sporting. <laughs> No, this is perfect. This is kind of why, why we wanted you on the uh, podcast, because this is the, the reactions I'm hoping to get. Now we outnumber him. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So, Gabe, where uh, what's going on with you in the year 2000? Okay, so I am still uh, living uh, at my grandparents in Ranch Cucamonga. So we got that, that wide open space, um, the citrus trees. Uh, we've survived, we've weathered Y2K has been mentioned, and so now I have all this excess water and don't know what to do with it. Let's see. Because it's not clear uh, water, right? It, it's good. I, 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 I'm also uh, 12 at this point. It's, uh, yeah, it's good. Carefree and a kid. And the world didn't end. Okay. 2000 for me, I literally play, paid no more attention to Y2K than uh, the television showed me. I never worried. Um, I again, Latino family, we did not believe in any of that, so we just lived our lives the same way. Like we're like we're still gonna go to work tomorrow, so what's the big deal? Everybody, calm Can down. You imagine if it had been in this type of news cycle that we have now. My God, just think about that for a second. Just I once, don't. I just realized how bad that would be. I don't want to think about it. But yeah, there it, would be no toilet paper again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> No paper. I think I think everybody was like, computers aren't going to work, guys. We're going back to pen and paper. And then Journals. I would have, and then I would Journals have been would king. Have sold out. I would have been mm -hmm. king. King mm -hmm. of the people. My penmanship. I'd have been. I'd have been on the lowest rung of society. Oh my god. I would have been at least a lieutenant or some sort of general. Maybe not king, but close. I would have been like an outcast living outside the city. Gabe, can you write in cursive? <laughs> I can. It's just. Okay. It's not great. 
because I I didn't like it. So as soon as I had as soon as I would had an excuse not to do it, I stopped. And also mm. Curse of G's, Christian and I had this conversation. I'm Best not a fan. G's ever. Yeah. Best G's ever. I don't like G's ever. I mean either. Ouch. Okay. Yeah. She just flat out doesn't like them. <laughs> we, considering we both have G's in our names, great. <laughs> My husband has a G, and I can't sign okay, his name so proper either. Yeah, because your husband misspells his name. I didn't choose that. Anyway, so the year 2000, let's talk about movies. So in this one, uh, I, uh, I'm actually very proud of the movies I put together for all of us to talk about. The first one we're going to start with is, is the movie Almost Famous. Do either of you know or saw that movie around the year 2000, maybe? Have I any? Certainly. I've heard of it once. You haven't seen it? No. God. Gabe? That poster is iconic. So I, I knew the poster. My dad's a big fan. Okay. I've never seen it. I still haven't seen Holy it. Holy shit. What? Okay. What's it even yeah. about? Hang on. This is where this is where my expertise comes in. Oh, okay. So it's a it's a comedy drama um, written by Cameron Crowe, and it's uh, somewhat um, uh, autobiographical from when he was writing for Rolling Stone as a as a as a late teenager. But it's basically um, it's the it's the story of a teenage teenage journalist uh, writing this article in the early seventies, touring with a a band. Now in the movie, it's a fake band, but the reality is it was a, a combination of a few different bands that um, that Russell that Cameron Crowe uh, ran with during those years. Uh, it stars um, Billy Crudup, uh, Frances McDormand, uh, Kate Hudson, Jason Lee's in it. It was a fantastic movie with a ridiculously good soundtrack. It's got that scene of Tiny Dancer in the bus where everybody's kind of singing it. I don't know if you've ever even been... Oh, my God, I am... No, but Tiny Dancer is a fantastic song. It is, but now imagine in a good movie. It's even better. But on a bus. But on a bus. After an Um. amazing scene where they need that song to come together, and it just turns the entire movie around. It is... uh, I am so surprised neither of you have seen it, but I recommend it so highly. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fantastic movie. It's such a great movie. Here's a surprise, though. Well, it won't be a surprise to either of you because you don't know it, but the movie had a budget of $60 million and it didn't make $60 million back in the theaters. It actually only made forty-seven, so it's considered a flop. Damn. But, again, fantastic movie. Wow, this is... Uh, I'm president. Starting off with a bang. I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going really well so far. So well, so well. <laughs> okay, so the next movie we're going to talk about, Bring It On. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hang on, though. Gabe, have you seen Bring It On? Do you know what it is? I've not seen it. I do know what it is. Again, I feel like I, I feel like I can picture the poster. I think I was. I think I was the right age. Yeah, I think but... we're all the right age for Bring It On. <laughs> For the Bring It On poster. <laughs> yeah. So. So. No. Kat, tell us it. about Bring It On. I said, burr. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I liked it. I didn't, like I said, I didn't really like cheerleading um, growing up, which was interesting that I liked that movie. But I think it was the first time I saw cheerleading as like a sport because it was not a sport in my high school. So I, you know, as a, this makes me sound awful. As a gymnast, I was like, cheerleading. But then when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, there's way more to it. Like, there's there's a whole world around it. And then, of course, I, you know, I like the the drama 
you know, between the the schools and the classes and, you know, white girl getting all the credit. She she don't deserve no credit, right? So I I like that part. I don't want to give it all away. You know, Gabe, you should definitely watch it. Well, hang on. Sure. Hang on. <laughs> but yeah. So hang on. So yeah, it's a it's a teen cheerleading comedy. Yeah, teen cheerleading comedy. It stars uh, Kirsten, right? Not Kristen. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. And Gabrielle Union. Um, and it was it was a series of movies, right? They ended up making like five or six of them. But I believe that the first one was the only one that went to theater. All the other ones were direct to video at the time and now direct to video on demand. Direct uh, to VHS. A, uh, a budget of $10 million. It made $90 million in the theaters. Wow. Yeah, it did, it did surprisingly well. And you I, know what? Our I, superior success to Almost Famous. So here's a, here's, a, here's, a, here's a fun little fact, right? So I saw it in 2001, maybe. And I'm watching it, and you know that competition at the end, right, Kat, where the mm-hmm. big uh, mm-hmm. the Daytona mm-hmm. or, uh, of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabe, you'll be happy to know this was filmed in in uh, Oceanside, in the beach where they have that big out- open out- uh, outdoor auditorium. I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, why does that look familiar? And I keep watching, I'm like, oh my god, that's Oceanside. I've been to Florida. <laughs> But yeah, so that's a fun fact. Oceanside is the city right outside of Camp Pendleton in California, where every Mm. Marine goes on the weekends. (laughs) A far cheaper place to film, let me tell you. Far cheaper. And they could probably get an audience to watch a bunch of cheerleaders. So, a bunch of extras over there. Awesome. Uh, Third movie we'll talk about. This one's all you, Gabe. The Boondock Saints comes out in 2000. Have you seen it, Kat? No, but my ex-boyfriend in college really liked it. And then he, like, cheated on me, so I never felt the need to watch it. So I was like, no. Let's not hewn the movie with his poor choices. We can edit that out. (laughs) 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 But I learned of it in college. I didn't know of it at a young age. I didn't learn of it until college. And then I think I watched, like, 20 minutes and fell asleep and said, it's not worth it. Yeah, so uh, I I was one of those people that caught onto this movie, like, five, six years after it came out because it was such a small uh, film. It came out in, it barely came out in any theaters. There was a lot of politics and drama with who owned it, who was going to release it, and things like that. So eventually, it did not get. And also, um, Columbine happened not too far from that Ooh, time. Yeah. So they were so like the the um, shooting movies. Yeah, the, the kind of stuff. The production companies were a little afraid that releasing the movie at that time. So it ended up. Um, it ended up getting not the greatest release and then not the most PR because of everything that was going on. But obviously it became a, a cult classic uh, from then on. It had a budget of $7 million. It did not recover that money from the films, but it ultimately grossed like $50 million in domestic uh, video sales uh, later on. So it became a, a, just a phenomenal movie for Merrimax Films. It's going for its third... Uh installment now are they really they're doing a third so which i mean mixed feelings but so cat the the 10 years after this movie came out right it was when the sequel came out all saints day was it 10 years i it was 10 or more and now 10 years later they're doing another one (laughs) luckily both actors uh sean patrick flannery and norman reedus are still alive in good health and 
you know, actually fit probably to do this movie. You might recognize the name, um, Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead, if you watch that. I don't. Actually, the face I was making, I was trying to math how old they are at this point, if they're in there. So they're 20 years ago, if they would have been in their, even if they were 30, they'd be closer to 50 now. Or if they were in like their late 20s, early 30s. Uh, there's not a lot of action. It's a lot of shooting. You don't really need to be in shape to shoot a gun, I think. Fair point. America. America. Texas. So, <laughs> so. I have to say that I also, I think like most people, I caught up with it like far after. Like I didn't see it in 2000, but. I, I watched that movie yearly. I know. Isn't it my... R? Isn't it rated R too? Like, yeah. my little 11, I mean, 12 year old self. <laughs> I think I, it wasn't in so 2000, innocent. but I definitely snuck into my share of R rated movies. Yeah, this was a movie I caught in video. And then uh, because of the popularity, like, um, there were certain theaters that would do midnight showings of, of uh, oh, yeah. old movies. So then I ended up catching it in the theater years later. Part of uh, his shopping it around, too, I think, was like he was unwilling to compromise his vision for the movie. That was a part of it, along with the politics of, you know, he wasn't good at politics of uh, Hollywood and didn't want to change what he wanted. And so that's what that, that did not help the release of the movie. Probably helped what it was later. It did. Yeah, because when it was finally released, it actually only released in like five theaters. Like, yeah, they, they needed to release it in order to fulfill their contract. Basically, they didn't realize that it was going to become such a such a phenomenal movie it may not have ever made it to me our our theater that was the closest only had three screens so there was no way they were going to dedicate one whole yeah, screen no when way. you had almost yeah. famous or bring it on to show you makes sense makes a lot of sense yeah moving on to tv shows in the year 2000 popular tv shows at the time friends monday night football and general hospital tv shows that ended in 2000 do you both recall the movie called Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Yes. yes. Fantastic Did, movie. Really great movie. Did you know there was a TV show that ran for three years based on that? No. On Disney? I don't think Disney was around in 2000, like a Disney channel. Mm. But yeah, it was, a, it was a, a sitcom that they made where every episode would deal with a new uh, gadget or technology that the that the uh, that the dad would make and the hijinks that would follow from it going awry. Uh, but yeah, it was on for three years. It actually did fairly well. I, was, I don't remember a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV show, but apparently... I feel like I remember it, but I could just... It's... I'd be getting that and mixing up, you know, Tim and Tolman Taylor, which is the same concept. Just <laughs> different. I'm trying to picture, like, how many things you could do in the span of three years, like, with that concept. Because, like, I mean, he couldn't have shrunk them every episode. No, but I imagine like, he could have like made them flat, uh, make them giant, made them um, purple. invisible, purple. Like you just imagine the writers' room where they're just like, "Come on, guys, size concepts with technology. What can we do? <laughs> can we make them hexagons?" And remember, this is the year two thousand, so they were very like heavy with uh, CGI. They were still playing with CGI quite a bit back in those days. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other TV show that I wanted to mention that ended in that year, and and only. Just to see where, where, where we're at. Do you all remember a comic strip called Dilbert? Yes. Yes. Well, for two years, from 99 to 2000, there was actually a, a series based on those uh, comic strips. They made a, a, a cartoon TV show that was on for two years. That, that ended in 2000. I Dilbert never liked that those... comic. Yeah, it was, a, it was not a great or terrible comic. It was just a mid. 
it was one of those ones I read, and a lot of them I didn't. They didn't. They didn't strike me as funny until my adult life, and even then, it's it's chuckle worthy more than anything. Once you've worked in a cubicle, you can totally yeah. feel Dilbert. It's a little like once a day. You're like, okay, yeah, I get what he's saying. Yeah, that this was one of those comic strips that I would read after I had gone through Cobbler and Hobbs and Peanuts and Garfield and Non Sequitur. And I mean, it didn't even draw the eye. It was all like gray and white and all the colorful pages. It was like blah, you know. But it, much like The Office, it had quite mm-hmm. a run though because that show that comic strip started in the late 80s so that comic strip was on for at least 11 years before this tv show came on is it still going i don't know not the show oh. i don't know about the the comic strip i think i stopped reading comic strips from um from the paper when i stopped getting the paper yeah i don't get the paper yeah i think we're all in the same boat do either of you recognize this theme to a tv show that started in the year 2000. So I see Gabe nodding and I see Kat just jamming. If you don't know it, you want to be as the music. Alright, so Gabe, what is it? That's, uh, that's... Isn't that Law and Order? Or which one is it? It's one of... Some cop show. No, it's show. not because it's the, 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 it's the other cop one. <laughs> NYPD. I, I can't think... CSI. Um, CSI, the original. The original CSI. CSI. Be- before Vegas, like, nope. before Miami, before Criminal the Intent. Original. Before... Or not Criminal I, Intent. I realized was my mistake when it wasn't done, and I was like, wait, it's cops. It's cops. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but... So that show, um, American uh, Procedural forensics crime drama ran on cbs from 2000 to 2007 uh 2015 15 15 seasons and again the first of the csi franchise because they branched out to quite a bit of them there's like a csi like new orleans and a los angeles now yeah did were they like the first one to like make like forensic stuff cool that's a really great question that i don't have an answer for because, like, those TV shows definitely caused a boom in that industry. Like, people started to be like, oh, yeah, forensics. I like, bef- before those TV shows, I don't think people were like, a lot of people were like, I want to be a forensic, you know, detective. I, I don't remember a lot of, because, uh... I mean, there were cop TV shows, but nothing like like They would this. all just say, I'm sending yeah, it to yeah. the lab, and then they'd go beat up somebody. <laughs> <laughs> in a much more realistic view. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go make a make a, or interview this per, this perp. <laughs> I, I was. Ne- we'll get a we'll get a confession. I uh I was never a fan of CSI the regular one. When I moved to Miami though, I got hooked on the CSI Miami. David Caruso, uh, you know, was the best ever. Yeah, no, never got into it. But obviously, we're all aware of it, right? Las Vegas, Los Angeles, New York. I mean, every every place was involved in this. Even New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, was it Scott Bakula in that one? No, no, that was... No, I think it was him. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of that one. I've seen something, a snippet out of most of the others. Yeah. I've, like, watched maybe one. Uh, Another TV show that started in the year 2000. This one's surprising because I didn't know this existed. Do all of you remember... And, oh, boy, I'm, I'm, I'm swinging here. I think Gabe might know. But 
The movie Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Okay, so Gabe, you know that one. Cat, you don't. Okay. This was a Guy Pierce movie. Guy Pierce, no. Um, Guy Ritchie movie. Uh, London um, movie about uh, a bunch of coincidences and like crimes that kind of all meet in the middle and lovable characters. Like, great movie. Really great movie. But based on the movie, they created a series in, uh, in uh, Britain. Seven episodes, um, co-written by Guy uh, Ritchie, but a, a spinoff right off the movie. I did not know this existed, and I kind of want to watch it, especially if it was co-written by Guy Ritchie. Yeah, it can't be. It can't be that bad, right? It cannot be that bad. But uh, Kat, I see that you you <laughs> you Google knew it. <laughs> Never heard of it. I don't even know who these people are. They look very concerned and dramatic. They're just all concerned Wait, about movie. money and guns and something that's every guy richie movie have you seen snatch oh. <laughs> no have you seen rock and roller no have you seen the gentleman that one came out like three years ago maybe with um i feel like that sounds familiar hold please the that, gentleman that one had um the guy from uh sons of anarchy charlie hutton and it had yeah. no no no. Well, Guy Ritchie makes fantastic movies. That's I think that's what we're all trying Clearly to do. Clearly, I have a blind spot away. for him. <laughs> you do have a blind spot for him. Or maybe you feel a certain kind of way about British people. Whatever the case may be. Uh, moving on to people who died in the year 2000. Now, this name most likely will sound uh, familiar to Gabriel. Uh, although, Kat, I, from what I know about you, you might know who, what he did. Maybe not his name. Does the name Alec Guinness ring a bell? Nope. Okay. So. What, what if we said Sir Alec Guinness? What if we said Sir Alec Guinness? <laughs> That's what Google says. Well, don't look it up. I don't know who these people are. You're about to find out. Okay, I'm ready. It's a big reveal. The death of Oscar-winning actor Sir Alec Guinness. A hospital spokesman in Midhurst, England, says the British actor died Saturday night of undisclosed causes. One of Guinness's best-known roles is of Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars. The 86-year-old was knighted by Queen Elizabeth back in 1959 for his accomplishments in theater and film. Also, the way she said Star Wars was... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let, let, me, let me go back to that. Because... Roll it back. <laughs> One of Guinness's best-known roles is of Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars. <laughs> Something about the way she, she said She nailed the Obi-Wan Kenobi, though, oddly. Right, but she's like, Star Wars. <laughs> it's got to be weird to talk in, like, news voice. And, like, sometimes you just, like, hit a word and then you, it doesn't it doesn't go through the filter properly, I'm imagining. But, yes, uh, Sir Alec Guinness, 86 years old. He had been diagnosed with prostate cancer earlier in the year and with liver cancer two days before he passed. He died in 2000. Look, 86 years old, hell of a life. Hell of a life. I think he was that, a knight for like 30 of it too. Yeah. So I think I think a big bucket of, of win for him, I think. I think that's a good uh, – not a great way to go, but, but I think but that – But I definitely know who he is now that you said Obi-Wan. Boom, right? Boom. He this didn't is, even he didn't even think much of that role. And little did he crazy, know. Crazy Wasn't he the one that always wore the brown robes like all the time? Um, all the Jedi's did. No. <laughs> in in episode four, he stood out for his dress in a way. Thank you for standing up for me, Gabe. I appreciate you. 
Okay. Next name. Do any of you know the name Phil Katz? Yes, but I don't know why I know that name. Okay. Phil Katz was a computer programmer best known as the co-creator of the zip file format for data compression. Uh, yep. Pretty nifty. Yes. He died at the age of 37 in the year 2000. Ouch. Katz had battled alcoholism for years and he was found dead in his hotel room with an empty bottle of peppermint schnapps, of all things. Cause of death, uh, acute pancreatic bleeding caused by his chronic alcoholism. But this is the man who gave us the floppy drive, basically. And for those of my age, we remember the floppy drive. We bought them and yeah. we stored very small amounts of information in them. I still own you a You go to Radio have. Shack and that's where you get your game. It's on the floppy. I have like a... Okay, so hang on. See, this is the difference, right? Living in a real city... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Living in a real city, we didn't do any of those things. But you're like, yeah, I went to uh, I went to Radio, Radio Shack, Shack and bought games on floppies. <laughs> and then it took my dad like two weeks to figure out how to install them. Hold on. Commander Keen, anybody? No? Okay, it's fine. No, I think the only game that I played on a floppy uh, was Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Greatest. I'm thing. sure that I did some, like most of my memories of the, at least the smaller, right? Like the three inch ones is what we're talking about, is uh, custom, like, icons and stuff made. And, like, if you wanted to move them to another computer, like, anything, my brother would do stuff, like, uh, art in, like, it'd be, like, bit. He'd do bit art. For, okay. Like, we had a, some games we played, and you'd make a custom icon. And he literally did it bit by bit to make these, because he had some sort of artistic talent, and I had none, so I would have him make something, and then you'd transfer it via... Via floppy. So, I still have those. <laughs> Somewhere in my closet, I have a couple of <laughs> three by 3.5 floppies or whatever. <laughs> I think they held like five pictures. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was something. Uh, okay, the name Benjamin Orr. Does that ring a bell to anybody? No, but Benjamin Moore is a type of paint at Home Depot. It is a brand. Benjamin Orr. It's familiar, again, and I, I don't know why. He was an American musician, best known as the bassist, and co-founder and co-lead vocalist of the rock band, The Cars. Uh, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, uh, died in his home in Atlanta at the age of 53. So, I feel like I need to check on my pancreas. So doing research on this, I did not realize that The Cars had multiple vocalists. Because every time I think of The Cars, I think of that one skinny dude with the, you know, who sings all the songs and happens to be in all the music videos. I don't remember seeing this guy singing, but apparently he was he was like part of the, he would co-sing in a lot of the songs. What's a car yeah. song? A car song would be... The cars didn't ride in my dad's car very often. Ah. So yeah. Okay. Tragic irony. Yeah. Well, it was mostly a truck. I was trying to do something cool with words, but you know. You did well. I like the pun. Of course it was a truck because it was mm. Texas. <laughs> that too. <laughs> All right, moving on to music that came out in the year 2000. Smooth transition. Thank you very much. Eminem, the Marshall Mathers LP, comes out. Gabe, I'm going to assume you were not listening to Eminem. I was not. 12-year-old me was not listening to Eminem. Kat, I see a thumbs up from you. That was a weird music video. Yeah. We're talking about the first one that hit, right? No, no, this would like, be the second album. No, then I don't, I don't know. Which ones are on this one? Okay, now you're just making this difficult. Sorry. Let's take a look real quick. When did Slim Shady come out? That was before. 99, that was the first 98. 
That was the weird music video. Oh, that was a fantastic one. That was a great one. But for the uh, Kill You Stand with Dido, uh, Who Knew, The Way I Am, The Real Slim Shady, Remember Me. It was a big album. Sold 1.7 million copies. The album debuted at number one on the Billboard Top 200, staying atop for eight consecutive weeks, which made it among the fastest-selling studio albums in the United States. Rolling Stone named it uh, the best album of 2000. So you were listening to it, and you're just not sure if it was this album. Right. Okay. I know of those songs you're talking about. Okay. And Gabe, yes. nothing. Hmm. Well... Maybe you'll know a little bit about the second music that we'll talk about today. Infest by Papa Roach, the debut album. Yeah, I'm, uh, I was aware that that got a lot of uh, radio play. Teenage Cat was like uh, playing uh, sports to this? Oh, no, I I, <laughs> I have some old <laughs> mixed CDs in my car and one of their songs <laughs> came out the other day. <laughs> I so this came out in 2000, right? Um, the 20th highest selling album of 2000, certified platinum uh, in the U.S., peaked at number five in the billboards. This album earned the band the Grammy nomination for Best New Artist. I remember the this this album coming out in the song uh, Last Resort. It was this um, is my last resort. It was amazing. No breathing. K Rock played it almost every hour. It was the it was the song the whole album was that's actually, the song that's on my cd still that, everywhere that's, that's the song Damn when people man. say papa roach in uh in preparation for this i actually listened to that album uh today um it's okay last resort though still holds up because they, they had a so the late 90s had in um a really big music scene for that rap new metal type of music you know like the the limb biscuits and the corn and things like that yes cat yes um, maybe this will uh, prompt you to go and listen to, to this uh, album all over again, or your mixed CD. It's already there. I still know all the words. The I'm fact so that you still excited. have a CD player in your car and you actually use it, because everybody just goes Bluetooth now and puts on their Spotify or their uh, you know, iTunes or uh, Amazon Unlimited Music, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited that to see that you still get excited about mixed CDs. You know, you can make these mixes in your Spotify playlist, too, just so you know. Yeah, but it's always like, I don't know what was on the CD because I didn't write, like, the the titles on it. So I'll just put it in and be like... It's like and just jam along just without knowing what you're singing to. <laughs> and it comes on and you're like, oh, I've got to turn it up. And then you pick up your daughter and then you turn it off. And then you got to turn know? it down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about tech and toys. This one is most likely going to be for Gabriel. Blizzard releases Diablo 2 in 2000. So <laughs> it's I... not a shoot 'em up game. Yeah, it is. It was wizards, Diablo? and they just all come over here, and you're all shooting the same people with your little wizard. <laughs> I don't... I've probably played, like, a few minutes of Diablo 2. That was, like... So my, my distinct memories of Diablo over the years, because that game continued to sell forever forever it was like that and the original warcraft games i would see them at every place like staples had them best buy like every place had that and then even way later the battle chest they would have the the multi-pack that had like all the games of the collection that was in stores forever you would see that box everywhere you went but i didn't uh i don't know if i ever owned it until like way later in my adult life and then i i still didn't play it i think i have it in my closet i learned of diablo in college 
I uh, I knew it came out. I had a cousin that played it. I was not playing video games at that time, or especially not on the computer. Uh, you know, 2000 computers were very expensive. People just couldn't have a home computer at the time. Not yet. We didn't have internet. <laughs> I, I had dial up. Okay. So I was still messing. We with, didn't even have that. I was, I was messing with net zero back in the day. You, Oh yeah. My parents still have dial up because they live in the woods. Oh, oh Fun my God. Do God they bless not, my grandfather. Do they not, do they not watch tech. Netflix? No. Do they get them in the mail? <laughs> is it the year 2000 <laughs> <laughs> no they don't have a yeah there's no signal cell phone signal or internet growing up uh yeah that is amazing yeah like so no no computer games like other than you know my commander team back in the day on our, our old school computer. Old we had sega team. genesis that was what we had it still works if anybody wants to go with me that i was, want to play sega genesis that was more than what gabe had just for the it's record, well, I had a computer though, so like now, 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 who's laughing? Computer had internet. I didn't have a game console, but I had a computer and internet. Well, I had a game console. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> um, this is a good one. Okay, in the year two thousand, Samsung releases. What is considered the first phone with a built-in camera. It had an LCD screen and stored up to 20 digital photos at 350,000 pixel res resolution. However, it could not send the resulting image over the telephone function, <laughs> but required a computer connection to access the photos. Just run over to people and show them on your tiny screens. So in 2000, the first phone with a camera with a built-in camera comes out this is so interesting because like you think about that right i remember i i still had a brick phone or i think i got a brick phone 2000 2001 and mm -hmm. i right around the same time the flip phone came out in 2002 2003 mm -hmm. 2004 i think like uh you know like the no longer flip phones but like the wider uh like uh, right before i think the touchscreen you know like they were getting like the a little things. Yeah, they were getting like the Blackberries were getting a little cooler. But I remember like uh, the phone I had in 2005, it, you, you start to go, you, it had to connect to the Internet in order to retrieve like text messages. I was I don't know why that phone did that. But I also remember taking pictures with it. They were grainy as hell. Five years. They couldn't get good pictures. But the first built in camera phone was in 2000. That's insane. Right. 20 years later, now we have uh, cameras in things the size of, like, eyeballs. And, as always, with the time we have left, we will do a little bit of celebrity gossip. Let's get Gabby. In 2000, Catherine Zeta-Jones marries Michael Douglas. It is rumored that the prenup also included certain agreements regarding how many children she, sh she would have and what she would get for each child yeah what do you mean get like should something happen in the marriage or or part of the prenup was the expectation of children it was a weird one back in the day it wasn't just your standard you don't get my money yeah is what you're saying i yeah, know it's uh because remember planning for in 2000 she's coming up in the world as a as a pretty well-known actress he's always been at the top since the 80s so uh, he yeah, was, she was the girl in Zorro. She was the girl in Zorro. 
And she was also the girl in Entrapment, but she was great in Zorro. Mm -hmm. And Michael Douglas, I mean, since the 70s, that dude was killing it at the box office. You know, Fatal Attraction, Wall Street, hmm? nothing. Mm -hmm. And it actually, like, what, two years ago in Ant Man? Man is unstoppable. (laughs) He can't, can't be. (laughs) Uh, Bruce Willis and Demi Moore after 13 years divorce in 2000. I never knew they were married. Wait, really? Yeah. You're like, no, she's only been married to Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> right. <laughs> she'd, she'd been hurt before. <laughs> I mean, Bruce Willis for 13 years sounds... I feel like there's a lot of broken glass in your feet and... Maybe. Yippee-ki-yays. A lot of yippee-ki-yays. <laughs> and this is an interesting one. So Russell Crowe and Meg Ryan made a movie... Uh, um, proof of Innocence, I think it was called, or Proof of Life. The rumor is that they hooked up in the movie, and it's what ended her her marriage to Dennis Quaid. Um, Meg Ryan and Russell Crowe, um, you know, were home wrecking her life, but she was all in. Apparently, mm-hmm. Russell Crowe is quite the uh, Australian lover. I mean, isn't he the guy from Waterworld? Oof, swing and a miss. Not quite. That's, I, that's not the same guy? No, that's Kevin Costner. Amer- uh, American, not so Australian. Not mm. quite as Australian. You're thinking maybe <laughs> a, little, a little bit of... You're thinking maybe Gladiator? Uh, maybe? Mm-mm. Uh, L.A. Confidential? No. Cinderella Man? Oh, that's a no. good one. That's a good movie. Beautiful, beautiful Mind? Beautiful Mind. Yes. Russell Crowe. Okay. Thanks, Gabe. <laughs> Man, gave in with the alley oop. But yeah, so that uh, was the year two thousand. So, Kat, from what you've heard mm-hmm. today, what do you think? How, how do you feel about the year two thousand? Any thoughts? Mm, not really. I feel like I knew about Eminem and Papa Roach and Bring It On, and about everything else you've talked about. Pretty much, no, not until I was much older. And in some cases, you still haven't seen, and or never. Yeah, <laughs> I've accepted that about myself. I really think yeah. that you would enjoy Almost Famous. It's a good, fun movie. Fantastic soundtrack. Really great acting. Uh, you know, I mean, Cameron Crowe, you, you can't go wrong. He's the man responsible for, you know, the Titanic movie. Like responsible, like he like... Directed it and like... Oh, over- okay. yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant. Okay, thanks. Also, I think uh, was it Avatar, right? That's he's he's responsible for that. I didn't really like Avatar. I didn't either. Okay. I didn't either. But he has a vision, is what I'm saying. Like the dudes, okay. you know. But yeah, vision no, it's taking a very long time to manifest. It'll get there. It'll get there. Uh, mm-hmm. If if you walk away with anything from the year 2000, you should watch Almost Famous. I think it's a it's a it's a movie that that would fit. I feel your your personality a little bit. Okay. Gabe, thoughts on the year 2000. It's really interesting, you know, like that was a that was an exciting time, like to be alive and doing stuff, both in terms of like technology and like what was happening. And man, like it's been it's been so crazy to like remember the path things have taken. I can't wait. I can't wait for some more. It's been real interesting. Yeah, that is all for now. Kat, I want to say my biggest thank you for coming on. Uh, You were more than I expected, and I appreciate that from you. Thank you. I uh, I was expecting you Fantastic. to be good. I was expecting you to be good, but you came in, pew, pew, guns blazing, Texas style. 
Mm-hmm. You're welcome, my friend. Or, or Diablo style, as you, as you describe wizard, it. Wizard blazing. Wizard blazing. <laughs> that's, that's how that came in. It's just a bunch of people jumping onto the one guy, and they go pew, 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 with all the wizard stuff, and then they blow up, and then more come. And then they do the same thing. And then they... None of us play Diablo, so we have to believe you. Oh, none of you I, play? I can only assume. Oh, yeah. sorry. That's what happens. YouTube it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I'm pretty sure every yeah, Diablo is the same. Ago. Yeah. Since Diablo 2, it probably looks the same. I feel like there was a Diablo 3, right? That was it? Yes. Diablo 3. They're, they're, so... There's one that came out recently. Yeah. Just played with the people, and it's the same concept. I bought three to play with friends, and that's all I ever did was it was play with friends. Someone was like, "All right, well, that's it. I'm done." That probably has some of the least gameplay time in a game that I've actively purchased at a higher price point. They're doing. They've teased Diablo Four. I all I know the funniest thing that happened with Diablo recently is their big announcement, like three, four years ago or something. Like everyone was expecting them to announce like a sequel, like Diablo Four. Because at BlizzCon or whatever, they do all the big announcements for their games. And the Diablo guys came out, and they announced a mobile game. And they got booed. And, like, it became the biggest meme for a while on the internet. Of, like, they were just like, everyone's got a phone, right? Like, yeah, Diablo mobile. And everyone's like, there's just silence. And then just people like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, people did not respond. I don't know what they thought they were going to get for a response, but it was not that. But recently, they could do game console to PC, right? And that was Cross-play. one of the big... Yeah. I actually don't know, but that sounds like a big deal if they did finally. So yeah, because if they... my husband never did it on on PC. So here's the thing, though: if they did that, I feel like PC players have the advantage. They do. Yeah. Jeff can, always loses. I was... can wizard harder. Yeah. There's a lot more clicking. That's clicking sounds. Because the only game that I've played that I've seen people play on console and I've seen people play on the computer is like PUBG and like Battlefield. I had a difficult enough time playing with the console. I can only imagine I wouldn't last I would last left less than half the time that I did against the PC player who can like actually aim with a mouse and everything. Yeah, and with the macros and all that stuff, you know? Like I it would be it wouldn't be fair, I feel like. I would say, you know what, stop inter collaboration cross playing just because Oh, I, I lied. They should be segregated. It says no. You can do it with different co- anyways. Sorry. My oh, platforms just meaning like uh PS and Xbox, right? Yes. Ah, okay. I'm okay. Yeah. With that. I'm okay. They with can that. do that. Sorry. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I actually ahead. met Dennis Quaid. <laughs> okay. Why didn't we? How did we get to that? Yes. Well, be... <laughs> Kat, we talked I about Dennis Quaid. I didn't want to say anything about it. It was while I was working. I was while I was. Oh, you're security. not allowed to. Should I? Should I well, stop recording? <laughs> no, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, it was just a brief. Like, I th- I can't. I think it was. I can't remember. It was one of the. It was either the Country Music Awards or the. Um, billboards it was one of those two shows that i work out here he was one of the vi he was presenting an award and he came back and i got to like walk him back to the back he was pretty cool he was like said hello shook hands like you know and i was like oh seems like a really nice guy he uh has a has a phenomenal midsection like he does yoga or something but he's got like for a 60 year old dude he's got fantastic abs uh a fantastic smile i think he would be a great joker with a smile that he has. He does have a smile like that, doesn't he? I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. And I, every movie I've seen him in, he's actually a, a pretty, pretty good guy. So I don't. I don't no, know. it was cool. I, I was like, I was like, that's a celebrity. I've actually like spoken a few words to. All right. That is all for now. Again, Kat, thank you so much for uh, coming on with us. I really appreciate it. We'll see you all next week.